Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Over the past couple of decades, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder has gone from a little-known issue to the mainstream. Chances are you know a family that's been affected by it. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with a look at a new approach to ADHD. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're joined by Jody Sleeper Triplett. She's been working with ADHD kids for 35 years. She's a master certified coach and senior certified ADHD coach and has written a book called Empowering Youth with ADHD, Your Guide to Coaching Adolescents and Young Adults for Coaches, Parents, and Professionals. Jody, welcome to InfoTrack. Thanks. Good to be here. More and more children are being diagnosed with ADHD. How many kids are dealing with it in the U.S.? Well, the number changes frequently, but basically in terms of percentages, we're looking at about 5% of the population. Just to clarify that, those are the childhood diagnoses. There are a lot of adults who are diagnosed later in life, and that's part of the reason the numbers go up every so often, because we find that the better we get at learning what ADHD and the neurobiology of the brain are all about, the easier it is to notice it and identify it early. How good are the experts at diagnosing it today? There was a story out not too long ago that said that nearly one million children may have been misdiagnosed with ADHD, not because they had real behavior problems, but because they were the youngest kids in their class. Right, and that's part of the difficulty. A lot of those misdiagnoses from the information that I have are children who weren't actually tested. There is no blood test of sorts for ADHD, but there is a genetic component to it. And a lot of what happens with younger kids, if they are behind the curve emotionally, they're the younger kids in the class, so maybe they're a little bit behind and they're more active or less able to focus and pay attention, there are times when family doctors, pediatricians won't go through a full battery of tests, but they'll say, gee, it looks like it might be ADHD. And then the label sticks. In comparison to children who have definite issues that come up that teachers are noticing, parents are noticing, caregivers, and they go through a full battery of tests, interviews with everyone getting a history as well as there's some computerized tests and other psychoeducational testing that's done. And when that's done, chances are that's on the mark. That's correct. Do we know what the ratio is of boys versus girls who are diagnosed with ADHD? It used to be a 60-40 split, but I think we're heading closer to a 50-50. Girls, for the longest time, were found to be more inattentive than hyperactive, so they got lost in the shuffle, whereas any child who has the H factor, or the hyperactivity, and are acting out, they get diagnosed faster, and those tended to be more boys than girls. As we're heading toward equality in all areas, we're finding more girls are coming up as hyperactive. So what exactly is an ADHD coach? I call it an offshoot of a life coach. So first of all, it's basic life coaching with the added component of understanding the neurobiology of the brain, how ADHD impacts individuals of any age, whether it's their focus, their ability to learn, the level of distractibility, hyperactivity. So someone who is considered a trained ADHD coach has a combination of life coaching skills, helping someone to identify and work toward their goals in the ADHD coaching where we do the same thing with that added piece of, oh, I understand that this is the goal that you want to reach. However, you don't have the skills at the moment to get there. So what's some of the skill building that we might do? 
helping you to be more organized, be more on time, improve short-term memory issues, so that you can also meet your goals the same as someone who doesn't have ADHD. So this coaching is essentially out of the realm of what a parent could do. It kind of requires an outside consultant. That's my opinion, and in my experience over the years, parents certainly can coach other people's children if they're trained. The difficulty is when you have that parent-child interaction, it gets in the way of a clear, objective partnership that's created between coach and client. Do you find yourself sometimes coaching the parents as much as you are the kid? Yes, actually. There are times, especially when we're working with younger students, that parents who have been there from the beginning, from those, let's just imagine a child was diagnosed at seven. The parent has been there every step of the way through the diagnosis, the medication trials, dealing with accommodations at school, and all of a sudden this coach comes in and says, okay, you can step back now. I'm coming in to work one-on-one with your now teenage child. And that's tough for parents to back away. It's tough for them to let go and feel comfortable and safe with it. So at times we do a combination of coaching with the adolescent and also helping the parent remember that this isn't about losing their role as a parent. It's actually improving their role as a parent and separating who's doing what, setting boundaries and working on having the coach be the person that their teen checks in with. So it's actually great for parent-child relationships once we get to that point of comfort for parents. Is there an end point to this coaching process or is it an open-ended lifelong sort of thing? It varies by person and their level of ability and difficulty and also the goals. For some, they come to coaching in high school to work on learning the skills so they can go off to college and be more successful. And oftentimes with coaching, whether it's six months, a year, I have some clients that work with me off and on for a couple of years, and then they go off to college and they have the skills and they're fine. There are others who might do some coaching when they're younger, and they, as they develop and change, and things get a little more difficult. College, for example, or possibly junior year in high school when you're trying to take SATs, make sure your grade point average is up, stay focused, look at colleges. There's a lot going on, and coaching can be valuable then, and then maybe again sometime during college to help reach the next milestone in life. It seems like it's usually recognized when a teacher suggests that a child needs to be checked out, but how can parents recognize that their child may have ADHD before it gets to that point? Well, it's a little bit difficult in that as parents, we can get too close to what's going on. And the main thing would be to consider if there's something that you think is going wrong, check with your doctor. Don't dismiss the teachers. Teachers don't diagnose. They don't have the ability to, but they might notice what's going on. Take note of what the teachers are saying. Talk to your child. Find out, you know, what are you noticing when you're in class? What's working for you? Are there any areas where you're struggling? Rather than jumping on, you know, why didn't you get an A on the test, to find out what was it like for you when you were taking that test or when you were studying for it. If a parent is noticing that their child is spending a lot of time on homework and the teacher's saying, well, it should be only two hours a night and your child's spending four hours a night. Is there a learning disability or an attentional problem that's getting in the way? That's worth taking forward to a psychologist to get some educational testing. It doesn't necessarily mean that a family needs to go to a psychiatrist unless they find that there are other issues, behavioral issues. And again, if you need medication, you need to go to an MD. But the psychologists who specialize in psychoeducational testing are really great at being able to find out what's going on and getting in the way of the learning. 
What is the biggest misperception about ADHD? The biggest misperception is that it's caused by bad parenting, and the other one is that it's not real. It has nothing to do with bad parenting, and indeed it is real. There was just a study out by the journal Lancet that ADHD is genetic. We know it is. We know it's real. Parents can do whatever they do. You can love your children, and it doesn't mean that if you're a good parent that your child has ADHD because you've done anything wrong. That's not the truth. Jody Sleeper Triplett, certified ADHD coach and the author of a book called Empowering Youth with ADHD. Jody, where can people learn more about ADHD online? They can go to CHAD, Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Disorder, and that's chadd.org. And they can also go to my website, jstcoach.com, and we have lots of books and links and information there as well. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Well, thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.